Hello everyone, welcome back. We are on episode two of the Money and Mindset podcast. This is Alice Wirre and I'm really actually excited to talk about this topic. This has been something that has kind of um, been quite important with me along my journey of uh, personal development and especially with the industry that I'm in with the financial market. So today we're going to be talking about how money is not the devil. Now, whether people <laughs> admit it or not, there is a bad rep around uh, financial abundance, wealthy people. And it's just something that I just don't think is, is spoken about very much. And I was one of them. I used to have uh, a lot of judgment towards uh, the rich, the wealthy, and um, just kind of judgments with money overall. And I never knew why. And I think now when I look back, I really just think it's to do with the media because the news portray the rich in a very bad way. You see on the movies where, you know, all of the rich people are dickheads and all of this. And so we just kind of, you know, it's been brainwashed in us that um, money is bad. And then you kind of wonder why there's the 1% and the 99%. So with me being able to manifest more financial abundance and I'm still doing it now, it's a process and it's still fairly new with what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of sharing what I've experienced, what I've learned from others. And this was honestly one of the big breakthroughs that I had because when you think about it, you know, what do you think of money? Like really just sit with yourself and think, what are your beliefs around money? What are your beliefs around the rich? And think, why do you think that? And where has that come from? Because we're taught it as, you know, a little child, like we are the most impressionable age up until the age of seven. And then once you hit seven, you know, you've already got these, um, you've already modeled behavior from people. You know, I don't know if they're guardians, your parents, your aunties and uncles, whoever, you know, takes care of you. Um, your experiences have already shaped you. And this is, that's why it's at the most, you know, pinnacle point. Is that the right word? Pinnacle? Pinnacle. Why does that word sound weird? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so oh, Felix, I'm, I'm trying to talk. Excuse me. Oh, right, I'm, I'm just getting attacked by my cat. Anyway, right, we're moving on. So what do you think about money and people who are wealthy? So like I said, you know, there's it's just been portrayed as, you know, being good and bad. But when you think about it, there is good and bad no matter what your financial situation it goes deeper than just surface level. There are very bad poor people. There are very bad rich people. There are very bad in-between people. Like, there are good and bad in everyone. You know, not every single rich person is bad or um, egotistical or anything like that. And I think that's a really bad stigma that people still believe on a big level. Um, and, you know, especially since I've started working alongside the rich and um, during my personal development, stage and I was doing a lot of healing and I was diving into why I had such negative beliefs around money and the rich I just became fascinated by studying the mind of the rich like why were they different like what why are they so different to us and 
since, like I said, you know, since working alongside the rich, like my mind just completely changed. Like my opinion is completely changed. My belief system had changed anyway with my spirituality right before I joined um, this platform. But this just magnified it even more. And I, I see, you know, the rich, the wealthy in a very different light to what I used to. And, and what I've, you know, realized is in order to move forward with your finances, you need to work out, figure out what beliefs you have that are holding you back. Like our mind blocks blessings. Our thoughts are our reality. You know, you may have heard that before. And this is something when I was really trying to find more financial abundance. I just wanted stability at this point because I'd obviously lost my job, but then I was going through a spiritual awakening. Like I was in a very <laughs> unstable situation and I was like, right, I just need to sort something out. And I mean, you know, that time when I started manifesting, every single thing I've manifested, I have now and I'm getting now. So honestly, <laughs> it's funny because the more I looked into uh, manifestation, I realized that the rich use manifestation whether they realize it or not. Sometimes we are blessed, we are grown up with the correct mindset for abundance across all life. Some people have abundance in other, some areas of life and not in other areas. Um, but the rich are, you know, they can be blessed with the correct mindset. And that's literally the difference between the 1% and the 99% is mindset. And when I realized this, I was like, oh, oh, well, it's not about good luck and bad luck. And, you know, bad luck runs through the blood of your family line. Like, that's, I literally, I was struck. Then I was like, oh, well, if I adapt my mindset, I can create any life that I want because we are the co-creators of our life. We are not stuck with whatever. Yes, there are certain things that I do believe are meant for us. And the way you get to that is by personal development and strengthening your spirituality. So in order to move forward with your finances, you need to figure out what beliefs you have that are holding you back. Because if you have these certain beliefs, then you are not able to bring in your manifestations of financial abundance because it's all based off of the frequency you're running at, the vibration you're running at, your energy. Money is energy. That's all it is. You can adapt your energy and you can manifest more financial abundance. Now, disclaimer, you know, I'm not a master manifester. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning, but I'm not a master, you know, um, manifester. These are just my personal experiences and these are uh, experiences that I've learned from other people as well. And one of the main things is, you know, when you see people of money, you think, oh, they're so money oriented. Oh, like, you know, they obviously just need money. They're filling a void and, and all of this. And it's like, why do you have these beliefs? Because that's not your opinion of the person you're talking about. That's literally just amplifying your own belief and your own internal insecurities. Like all life is is a mirror. Like someone's actions towards you is literally just a reflection of themselves. And so you need to think like, you know, why do I have these beliefs over thinking, you know, money is bad and um, how, you know, they, they can't get away with that money? Like, why do we think that the rich can only get through life if they have money? Like, I find this really quite interesting because it's not the case or not the case that the, the people that I've come across anyway. And the biggest, when I was learning into the spiritual aspect of money, the biggest difference is a need and a want. 
because money doesn't change you, it enhances you. Money is an amplifier because money is energy. So when you say to someone, oh, you know, they became rich and they changed, they didn't change. They were just enhanced. This is the difference. So when you see like, I don't know, an egotistical prick who's got a lot of money, (laughs) it's not the money, it's him. He's just been amplified by the money. You know, and you see, like, I see so many wealthy people that do so many amazing things for society, for their family, their friends. They are such good people. They have such big hearts and they just want to help people, you know, on a massive scale. And that is what, that it's them, there's the blah. <laughs> I don't get my words out. It's them types of people that I find fascinating and I absolutely adore. And it's like the phrase, you know, I want God to bless my bank account so much that it starts to bless others. Like that is powerful to me. And that really sits within my heart as well because I've not come from money. You know, I've come from a very hard working family and I've always been fascinated by, you know, how do the 1% do it? And then I realize it's literally mindset and energy. And then I realised that, you know, not to feel guilty if that did ever happen, if I did ever become the 1%, because I'll be blessing so many other people with me. And that's my girl. And I realised that's why I'm driven with the financial markets, because, yes, I want the freedom to live. Ultimately, that was my main drive. I just want the freedom. I want to do whatever I want. I want to travel and just live life and not just survive it. But also I want to be able to bless others as well. You know, bless my hardworking parents, bless my hardworking friends, bless people, you know, down the street. I don't even know. Here, here's 10 grand. (laughs) Get yourself out of debt. Do you know what I mean? Like, and these are the people I've come across that are the exact same. I don't associate myself with egotistical people, you know, whether they're rich or (laughs) whether they're not. I'm not interested in that type of person. It's the people that think differently, that problem solve, that try and help others. And when you look at the rich, what are their occupations? They're problem solvers. That's all it is. Look at, I don't know, the uh, the founder of Hoovers or Spanx or Toasters. Like, I'm literally just like listing like household utensils or whatever now. Um, but if you think about it, those founders are very, very wealthy. Like, the the founder of Spanx, like, she is a billionaire now. She came from nothing. She had $5,000 in her savings with this idea, and she got nerves and nerves and nerves for years. And then she got one deal, and boom, now she's a billionaire. And why? Because she wanted women to be able to wear, it was white outfits, specifically white dresses, without being able to see underwear underneath. And so she created Spanx so that you could put under the dress so that you could feel comfortable and feel confident wearing these dresses and not having to be um, self-conscious about your pant line showing or the colour of your pants showing. She was a problem solver. Look at Hoovers. Can you imagine life? Can you imagine our carpets without Hoovers? That would be disgusting. We'd be infested by now. (laughs) But these, these people invented Hoovers and guess what? They're billionaires because they problem solve. They thought, right, there's going to get a lot of shit in these carpets. What do we do about it? I know. Let's help people easily be able to get shit out of them. 
let's find something that sucks all the shit up. It sounds so simple, but something like that made them a billionaire. Look at toasters. You know, for all those people that don't want bread and butter, they, you know, they want the toast a little bit well done. They catered for them types of people, the toaster lovers. <laughs> oh my God, I'm losing the world to live. <laughs> but it's true. The 1% have a different mindset. They look into the future. They have a vision and they problem solve. That is the difference. The 99% don't problem solve. They're just making one man rich. And I'm not like penalizing anyone who does that. I'm just saying that's literally what it is and not, not a lot of people like the truth. The 99% don't really problem solve. They, if they do problem solve, they're problem solving one man to make him rich. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not for absolutely every single nine to five. You know, there are doctors out there, surgeons. I mean, obviously they are on a very good, you know, wage. Doctors should be on a lot more, nurses should be on a lot more, 100%. But when you can see into the future, innovatively, that's the difference between the 1% and the 99%. And this really fascinated me. And so you just need to think, you know, think to yourself is, what am I saying to myself about money? Because if you're wanting to manifest more financial abundance, you need to be aligned with what you're saying to yourself and what you are doing in the physical. Because if both of them are contradictory, you're not going to manifest. Everything has to come together in alignment. So like, imagine if you said to yourself, I don't know, Alice, you'll never be able to afford that. Or, you know, I'm going to have to cleanse my mind after this, by the way, from speaking this out in existence. <laughs> but if you said, just my, if I said to myself, like, Alice, you're never going to be able to afford that. You could never do that. Blah, 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 blah. You can, you can never get to that level. Can you imagine if one of your friends had said that to you? Or if you'd said to your friends exactly what you say to you? Can you imagine? Like, you'd be like... This guy's an asshole. This guy's a prick, you know? Like, if someone said to me, Alice, you can never do that. Alice, you can never do this. That would hurt. So why are you saying it to yourself? This is the ho this goes into all of self-love and self-appreciation. And this is what comes down to it. You need to be careful with what you say. And one of the biggest things that I've learned with rewiring my subconscious, because we live 80% of our life through our subconscious, by the way. And if you're, if you're not aware, you are literally living life unconsciously. Like, that's, that's pretty staggering. <laughs> pretty staggering. And this is literally called confirmation bias. So your brain is literally just doing what you tell it to do. Your brain doesn't actually know the difference between illusion and reality. How cool is that? Like, it doesn't know the difference between reality and illusion. So what you, what you are saying to yourself could be absolute bollocks. But confirmation bias your brain looks for every reason to confirm what you've just told it we are very very um powerful beings we are co-creators so if you say to yourself i can't afford that i will never be able to afford that what does your brain do turns on boom we're going to look for every single reason why we can confirm that that is correct but if you change that statement and you say how can I afford that? Show me how to uh, afford that. You are literally telling your brain to help you problem solve. And it will look for opportunities. But the thing is, then when these opportunities come into your life, your beliefs are blocking them. This is the problem. Confirmation bias. It is powerful. Watch what you are saying to yourself. And in school, you know, this is one of the biggest problems as well, I think, is that in school, we're almost taught to self-compare. 
And that is one of the biggest problems when trying to manifest as well, especially with financial abundance. You know, we're so used to comparing that we don't realize we do it with everything in life. And comparing is literally another word for lack. And coming from a place of lack will make your manifestations go in reverse. Like this is, <laughs> this is crazy. When you come from a place of lack, you are running off the lowest vibrational frequency. And in order to manifest, you have to be on the highest vibrational frequency there is to be able to manifest financial abundance. And that goes jealousy as well. Jealousy is, I think jealousy is actually the number one. I think it's lined up with like guilt and shame. It's actually the number one lowest vibrational frequency. So if you're jealous, you're coming from a place of lack, you are going to manifest more of what you don't want. And this is because we've been drilled into us since kids at school. I mean, I, Lord, I could go on about the educational system. <laughs> I won't. I'm actually probably going to do that in another episode. I'm not even going to lie. But I could rant on. But we are literally taught to compare, you know, who's the quickest runner? Who's the best at maths? Who's, you know, straight A stars? We're constantly comparing. And these poor kids have got such low self-esteem, low confidence, and that they're even, you know, living even more in fear. So that they're not empowered, they're not inspired to be able to go up and above and do something that people don't do. Create new things, create your own reality. We don't have balls for that because we're taught at, you know, a young age to dim our light and, and play small. Why are we not empowering people? Why are we just taught to play small in a nine to five and that's it? Why are we settling? And don't get me wrong, I know there is a lot more to life than money, 100%. But money does make the world go round. You can bless others with money. Money is good. You can travel the world with money. You can see all the beautiful natural places. You can help people get out of debt. Money is not the enemy. It's the people that are enhanced by the money that weren't good people in the first place. They're the ones that also give the bad rep. You know, I look at, you know, my... <clears throat> I don't want to say idols, because I don't really agree with, like, idolising anyone. But the people that I, like, massively respect, who are massively wealthy, is, like, Jesse Lee, Tony Robbins, Marcus Rashford, David Attenborough, Eric Worre, like, all of these people are living unbelievably with a lot of love, if that makes sense. Like, these people are so wealthy, but they have so much love. They have, their literal, their bank accounts are literally blessing others. Like, Jessie Lee, she earns like a million a month now, something crazy. She's in network marketing. And she literally does, like, 10K giveaways, 25K giveaways. Like, I've seen, I don't even know how often she's doing these, but it feels like it's, like, every week. Like, she does giveaways all the time just because there's no catch. You enter in, you share the post like all the other giveaways do, and you can win. She, like, she's giving away MacBooks and, I don't know, um, Apple Watches. And, and, like, she just helps people. These are normal people. And I hate the word normal, but inverted commas, normal people, the 99%. She gives back because she can, because God has blessed her bank account. Like, Tony Robbins... I absolutely adore Tony Robbins. He's um, the biggest 
um, business and life strategist in the world. He's got a background in neuroscience, personal development. He changes your life and he lives life through manifestation. And I absolutely adore the man. And he changes lives because it is such a hunger inside of him to change lives because he's done it for himself. He was abused. He came from nothing. He came from poverty. His mum physically abused him. He didn't have a dad. And look, he's got now a net worth of $500 million. And all he does is help others heal, manifest everything because, and he's got so much good intention, intentions. Like he gives like free, um, what he does these like big events where he does, he does them completely free. Usually they're like, I think it's like $8,000 to go and see him for a six day period and have all of this training. Thousands and thousands of dollars. And he did it for free. And this was during the pandemic because he knew people needed it most. And he could afford to do that. And so we did that for people. Like, unbelievable. Marcus Rashford, look at him with, with what he's done for children. David Attenborough, Eric Worre, again, network market. He's literally given thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, dollars of free training for people just to so they can better themselves. Like, I just find the mind of the rich fascinating and I always have. Like, I never had lots of money growing up. I was from a hardworking family. I was always curious to know why we're different. You know, I'd see these big yachts and, you know, I'd see, like, Beyonce and being like, why do they live like that? Like, what makes them different? I believed in good luck and bad luck. And good luck is literally just living under cosmic knowledge. That's what I believe. It's mindset. It's learning how to manipulate energy. And, you know, I did a lot. I did a year's worth of personal development before uh, I came into the financial industry. I did a lot of shadow work. And this is what came up, was my belief behind money. I realised I had a very bad belief, <laughs> you know. And I just think, because, you know, you have this kind of mindset of lack, it really lowers your mood in general anyway. And I'm not saying money buys happiness because I don't believe it does. Money money can facilitate happy memories like traveling, going on holiday and things like that. But ultimately, happiness comes from within and that's by learning where your beliefs come from. Because what you th think about is what you focus on. What you focus on is what you believe and what you believe is your reality of life. Belief is everything. With everything in life, Whatever you believe, you will attract more of that. If you believe money is hard to get, you will attract more difficulties. It really is as simple as that. And I never believed that until it started working for me. And then I was like, wow, shit. Absolutely everything I manifested in my bedroom a couple of months ago, nine months ago, is here now. It's crazy. And again, you just got to remind yourself, it's not money. It's them. Money is an amplifier, money is energy. When you start to raise your vibrational frequency, you will start to see yourself changing, but then also your circumstance changing. You are the creator of your circumstance in a lot of ways. Not always, not with absolutely everything, but you definitely can have the power over a lot of things that happen in life. So if you want to manifest more money into your life, if you want more financial abundance, you need to look at your beliefs around it. Everything comes from within. You know, we're again, we're taught to constantly look at others. It's like we're like taught to be like, to, 
I don't know, be distracted from everything in life. And I've got no idea why. Why are we taught to compare? Why are we taught to blame others if something's not going right for us? Take responsibility. I cannot tell you now, accountability is one of the things that set me through. Just taking responsibility, having no excuses, no blaming, and just accept that what is. And your past doesn't have to define your future. What changes is your next move. What you do next. What you think next. What you do next. And it takes like 90 days to create a new habit. And our habit massively influences our outcome in life. So you have the power. Create a new habit. Look at your beliefs. And see what you can do to change that. Rewire your subconscious brain. You are not stuck. You are not a tree. (laughs) We are here to grow. Financial abundance is good. Money is good. What's not good is when you need it instead of want it. This is the difference. But when you work from, you know, um, developing from within, when you have that happiness from within, that security from within, you don't need anything. You would like things. Things are an asset to you. That's the difference. And I think this is why it has such a bad rep. But if you go into your beliefs and you really start to take care of yourself, the way you speak to yourself, you will start to see your complete reality shift. So money is not the devil. The the person is the devil. This is the thing. It's just an amplifier. And, you know, this is a lot with, like, imposter syndrome as well, especially with what I do now. Like, I still do deal with imposter syndrome where, you know, you have guilt around it. Again, guilt lowers vibrational frequency. It's not good, but it's good to feel it and do something about it. And it's like, why do we have imposter syndrome? We have imposter syndrome because, again, we're taught that money is bad. And you feel guilty if people don't have it, but you do. This is why I'm helping people learn how to manifest more financial abundance. You can have it too. If I've come from, you know, never seeing a lot of money, being so badly in debt, having, you know, debt up to my ears, owing so many people back, to coming out of that and now in the financial markets, building financial freedom, you can do it too. You just have to change your mindset, change your beliefs, have the awareness of what you say to yourself around money. You can change it. Start with something small as well. So this would be quite fun. Like, start with something small. I don't know. You could say, you could manifest, I don't know, pennies or something. I don't know. So like, you could start with something small. Don't obviously be like, yeah, you know, I'm manifesting a million pounds. Uh, and then like, yeah, oh, oh, why didn't a million pounds come in? Uh, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you have to believe it. You have to have the awareness. You have to believe it and you have to let it go and just trust that it's going to happen. If you hold on to something massively, you're like every single day, why is it not here? Why is it not here? Why is it not here? You've not released it to the universe, which means when you hold on to it, you're living in resistance. And again, resistance does the complete opposite of what you want with manifestation. It'll go into reverse. So you just have to trust. But if you don't believe it can happen, it's not going to happen. So start with something small. Say to yourself, you know, quiet your mind. Close your eyes and say, this is my favorite phrase, show me, I don't know, pennies, or show me, you know, the number nine, 
constantly or on repeat or I mean I actually did that one a couple of days ago and I've been seeing nines ever since <laughs> like I still like even though I'm manifesting bigger things than like numbers I'm like I'm still like hmm I'm still like skeptical because I'm just like paranoid I'm a paranoid person so I was like right okay we'll go back to drawing but again phase one always go back to phase one phase one phase one phase one right manifest okay number nine boom number nine's everywhere like you can do this start with something small and if you do this and it happens I really want to know so you best reach out to me like if you're not on my Instagram my Instagram is linked in the bio please reach out to me and, and let me know you just have to believe it and it can take a while to rewire the brain but you can do it I'm going to be talking about this more as well. So I hope you've had, I don't know, some sort of interest in this topic or you found something interesting. You've got some sort of impact from it. Um, I absolutely find this fascinating and I could go on for hours about it, but I'm not. So I hope this really helps and I cannot wait to hear all the stories. So have an absolutely blessed day and I will be here again for episode three.